Where does your story begin? From where do you trace your start? This is Friday, December 9th. Over the years, I've made no secret that I have enjoyed the Lord of the Rings trilogy by J.R.R. Tolkien. This epic tale reveals how the power of evil, as represented by the One Ring of Power, comes to be destroyed. In Middle-earth, where the story takes place, there are men and elves, dwarfs and orcs. These races fill the stories of their history. Their power is symbolized by rings of power. Here is verse about the rings you find in an epigraph form in the Lord of the Rings. Three rings for the elven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, one for the dark lord on his throne. In the land of Mordor where the shadows lie, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them, in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. And here's the thing that surprises me about the beginning of Tolkien's story. He doesn't begin his story in the land of the elves or dwarfs, or in the lands of men. Each of these races, it's true as we hear in the verse, have rings of power, and the Dark Lord seeks the one that can rule them all. No, Tolkien begins his story in <laughs> the most unlikely place. Among the people, they have no ring. They have no power. They have no status in their world. He begins his story in the Shire among the hobbits, at the home of one hobbit named Bilbo Baggins. Why does he do this? Because salvation shall come from a very unexpected place. A people that are so weak and small, they seem to be of no value in the world at all, where might and power wins battles. You see, in a sense, Tolkien is telling us an unstory the story of the unexpected strength found among the weakest in Middle-earth. He tells us the story not of winning the prize, but of eliminating that which is destroying humanity before that destruction can be complete. And yes, this is not a story we expect at all. Our stories are on nights of their quest for the grail, or for warriors in pursuit of glory in battle. Our stories are not getting rid of something, yet of getting rid of power. They're about seeking power and strength. Now here's the story of Mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus, how it begins. Luke 1, verse 26 to 33. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. 
And now this also starts in a very strange way. First, we notice that God has sent his angel to a poor young woman, a virgin girl in the town of Nazareth. As we've learned, this was not a place you wanted to be from if you wanted to be thought well of. To be called a Nazarene was to be belittled and not favored. But God chose to work through this poor young nobody. God's angel doesn't go to Joseph seeking permission, but straight to Mary. That is true that the the angel visited Joseph later, but only to tell him what had already happened, and that Mary was with child and how he should respond. The focus of Luke's gospel begins with a young woman who knows the whole story of the Messiah was well above her status. Here is how she says it in her song that she sings in response. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. That's Luke 1, 46-48 and 52-53. You see, Mary is as surprised as she can be that God would choose her. She understands what it all means. God has a place for the poor and the hungry. By showing up in this way, the Lord has exalted the humble and brought down those that rule over others. How could we not also rejoice with her? The coming of Jesus reveals that God has room for us as well. Not just the rich or famous or powerful or mighty. This is why the coming of Jesus is such good news. God cares for us. As for the story Tolkien writes, the surprise is that the hobbits, the people of no account, do something that the sons and daughters of men, the elves, nor the dwarfs could do. One hobbit gives up the ring of power for the sake of the whole world. But I think of Mary and how God chose her and called her. They would think of her as a nobody, but God exalted her to teach her to show all of us about the nature of the gospel. Let's pray. Lord, we understand why people marvel at your ways. Your thoughts are so much higher than our own. We worship you and acknowledge your glory. You are our only Savior, and we pray in your name. Amen.